Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. The top stories from the KCBS Radio Newsroom. This is the All Local. Good morning, I'm Stan Bunger. And for Susan Lee Taylor, I'm Holly Kwan. Here's what's happening. Here we go again. Ahead of the 2020 elections, fake news is spreading like wildfire on Facebook. KCBS's Matt Bigler joining us with details on a newly released report. Matt? Holly, so far this year, fake news stories have been viewed more than 158 million times on Facebook. That's according to the advocacy group Avaz, which provided a few examples. Nancy Pelosi diverting Social Security money for the impeachment inquiry. False, 24 million views. President Trump's father was in the Ku Klux Klan. Also false, 29 million views. Fadi Karan with Avaz says the spike in misinformation is similar to what we saw during the 2016 presidential election. And if we continue at this rate, it's likely that 2020 will have much more disinformation than we saw in 2016. All this is happening despite measures that Facebook has put in place to stop viral misinformation. But Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg told lawmakers earlier this month it will stop short of fact-checking politicians' speech. And the reason for that is that we believe that in a democracy... It is important that people can see for themselves what politicians are saying. Meanwhile, liberal critics of Facebook took to the skies yesterday, flying a banner above the Menlo Park campus that read, Facebook loves right-wing lies. Matt Bigler, KCBS. Thanks, Matt. Speaking of elections, San Francisco had one yesterday. Numbers to look at this morning include the district attorney's race, which is simply too close to call. The last run by the San Francisco Department of Elections around midnight last night showing acting district attorney Susie Loftus and challenger Chesa Boudin separated by just 240 votes. Now, they are the only two still in the counting in the ranked choice voting system. All of the other candidates' numbers have been tossed out and reapportioned the way ranked choice voting works. This could take another 10 days, though, according to the city's Department of Elections, before all ballots are in, counted, and the ranked choice process is completed. Two housing propositions passing with overwhelming support from voters, Prop A, 60 Prop E, uh, designed to make it easier to build teacher housing, got 74%, yes. There is uh, still no result that we can give you on Prop D. This is the one that would have added a three and a quarter percent tax to Uber and Lyft rides. Still too close to call. It needs two-thirds, and the uh, midnight tally showed it right about at that two-thirds mark. Prop C, the one that would have overridden the pending city ban on electronic cigarettes, vaping products, and the like, that has uh, failed spectacularly. And Prof. F, establishing new restrictions on campaign contributions, appears to have passed in San Francisco. We don't expect another update from the Department of Elections until sometime this afternoon. After a marathon meeting last night, the Orinda City Council voted unanimously to pursue an emergency moratorium on short-term rentals that are not hosted by the homeowner. KCBS reporter Doug Sovereign says it's in reaction to last week's slaughter of five people at a Halloween party at a home rented on Airbnb. An overflow crowd of hundreds of people packed the five-hour council meeting at which Elise Torres was one of many neighbors describing their terror during the Halloween gunfire. There was a gunman with an automatic weapon roaming my street. 
he could have shot into my house and killed my baby. Carol and Finney begged the council to ban Airbnb and other short-term rentals. Arinda is an oasis of sanity in an insane world. Um, and I would say that we are not equipped to handle this kind of public safety onslaught. But Jill Beardsley and others argued that renting out a spare room can mean the difference between affording their homes and having to leave Arinda. I don't know what what my mother, you know, would do, really, I don't, without that little bit of money that she has coming in. In the end, Vice Mayor Darlene G and the rest of the council decided on a 45-day emergency moratorium on unhosted short-term rentals like the one last week. I say it's over now, period, for that type of rental. City staff will have to draft the ordinance, which the council can pass at its next meeting in two weeks. In Arinda, Doug Sovereign, KCBS. Subscribe to the All Local wherever you get your podcasts. And stream us on your smart speaker 24-7 by saying, play KCBS Radio.